0: beaten tracks promotions presents podcast for the myrtleford mountain music festival thursday the twenty fourth of august friday the twenty fifth of august saturday the twenty sixth of august sunday the twenty seventh of august two thousand and twenty three sponsored and held at club savoy myrtleford victoria phone number o three five seven five one one two nine six and their address is 252 to 254 Myrtle Street, Myrtleford, Victoria 3737. Hey there everybody I'm speaking today to Daryl Eckhart all the way from I think you say it Manum in South Australia so um this can uh, this odd podcast will drop on the 6th of this month and this will be the last podcast before we're actually at the festival so uh, I will be doing some live um broadcasts from the festival but uh, uh well daryl is my last victim uh on the row here so this is so everyone can get to know you uh you daryl how are you today
1: oh very well thank you nice
0: (laughs) to talk to you guys again yeah it's been what a couple of months since we've seen each other hasn't it yeah it
1: has been yeah Yeah. it's gone quick
0: though it has gone really fast so um Now, our festival over here is the first festival for Myrtleford and it's called the Myrtleford Mountain Music Festival. Um, And the guy that I'm speaking to today, Daryl, is not only an act... throughout the festival by himself, but he's also part of the fantastic band Heartland. So I'm going to ask a few little uh, a few questions, uh, Daryl. so our audience will find out a little bit about you. Um, have you always been a South Australian uh, person?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, born and bred here, yeah, yeah. In Manor? Uh, no, no, born in uh, Gawler, God. which is uh, north, of, north of Adelaide. Uh, my parents were... Uh, uh, farmers, and uh, had a small farm uh, in a little place called mm-hmm. and uh, which was 20, 20 miles back in those days uh, from Gawler, so I was born there, um, and then uh, in 1972, uh, Dad sold up there and uh, bought another farm out in the Mallee, out at Coroondah, oh. which is which is between, uh, if anybody's been over this way, uh, between Murray Bridge and Loxton, and uh, so I lived there until... Um, Uh, 1997, and then uh, I've uh, got married over at Karoonda and had our children over at Karoonda and uh, played sport there and and everything else. And then um, uh, we, uh, through employment, we um, uh, moved to Manam in 97 and been here ever since.
0: So Karoondah, you know, I've been to South Australia, like we go over there about five times a year, but South uh, Karoonda, I've never, ever heard of that.
1: Yes, it's a, a, a little, it's, they call it the heart of the Mallee.
0: The heart it's, of the uh, Mallee, right. The heart of the Mallee, yeah. It's roughly, uh, it's about
1: 160 kilometres nowadays uh, from um, Adelaide, but uh, it's between Murray Bridge and uh, Loxton, the riverland.
2: Oh, okay. And, so, uh,
0: yeah, close it's a big,
1: to uh, Yeah, big farming area, and uh, yeah, Dad had a couple of farms out there that he bought in 1972. and. And yeah, you never, so, you never wanted to go into farming, you? Well, I sort of did, but back in those days when I left school uh, early, because uh, school wasn't my thing as such, <laughs> and
2: uh,
1: <laughs> and um, Dad really couldn't afford to pay me. I started home on the farm, and then went and worked for other other farmers and um, done a bit of shearing and and whatever. And uh, Dad couldn't afford to pay me, so I might be easier if you go out and get a job. So yeah, I ended yeah. up. Ended up uh, in the railways for a bit and then uh, joined the highways, which I I was trained to be a plant operator or greater operator, building roads, and then um, when we moved to Manham, uh, joined the uh, Mid Murray Council, spent 21 years there, so pretty much 46 years on the
2: roads.
0: Yeah. Wow. So now, and I sort of know a little bit about what your history is with um, your music. So, can you let everyone know what start, what uh, like, how old were you when you first uh, decided to pick up an instrument?
1: Oh well, I think Mum bought me first guitar when I was four. Wow. Uh, Because I, I don't know, I think Dad kept sick of making tins with, uh, you know, like stems on it with strings and (laughs) breaking the strings and everything. So ended up, she bought me a nylon uh, guitar and then uh, I tried to have lessons in Gawler at such uh, because that was, uh, used to be every Friday afternoon. (laughs) Normally the people at the farm would go into a place like Gawler and do their weekly shopping or fortnightly shopping or whatever. Anyway, that never worked. So... um, uh, my mum knew uh, a, a person with uh, the name of Mick Bergen who was uh, uh, had a son as well and uh, well, a couple of sons and uh, they started teaching me and then it ended up. Uh, that's how Kevin and myself ended up uh, playing together. And when it's about eight or nine, we started doing the, the shadow songs, yes. yeah, like Apache and.
0: Isn't that amazing? Lead. Eight or nine. I mean, oh my gosh! And when you say Bergen, of course, anyone that's listening to the podcast, and we've got a lot of people that uh, have listened from America and. Uh, uh, in New Zealand and everywhere like that. So Bergen to them wouldn't mean much, but over in South Australia and in New South Wales, Bergen yep. is a very, very popular name when it comes to music. So you yep. really, you didn't sort of start at the bottom of the run when you started with teachers, did you? You went straight <laughs> to the top.
1: Oh, no, we had, we had a lot of fun and uh, whatever. And then we uh, we used to, uh, I don't know if some people over your way might, might uh, remember, but when I was uh, 10 and 11... We used to do a, an item for Col- Huddleston and the Square Dancers. Oh, uh, yeah. and okay. uh, they used to be in uh, Paraka Town Hall. Um, every now and again, anyway, there was a couple of guys there that sort of said, "Well, I want your kids to uh, join the band." So uh, he was—he used to play the organ—and he said, um, "I got a drummer who was 18."
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, so we joined the band. It was an old dance band, and we used to play the military two steps and the Pride of Errands and. Uh, We used to uh, play with people like uh, Bruce Wellington and uh, Colin Huddleston Mm -hmm. and and people like that. They used to be on the uh, Reg Lindsay's Country Music Hour on on TV. So that's uh, over here anyway, and that's how it started. So
0: when you say you did the the Shadows, um, I'm not a real... David is a big Shadows fan, but I was being non... I didn't really sort of cut. they,
1: They did a lot of instrumentals.
0: Yeah, oh, right, so, yeah. so did they do, like, the movements, you know, where you do, where you all have the guitars and you go from side to yeah, side yeah. and all that? So yeah, did you guys they, do they all that, yeah?
1: Yeah, they would have started that off with them and, uh, and there was another band that used to play a lot of uh, instrumentals called The Ventures and uh, we used to follow them a bit too as well and uh, I think they come out with a, a lovely song called Walk, Don't Run. Uh-huh. and uh, But, yeah, we uh, did started off with that and then, uh, yeah.
0: So how did you there. get to... Um, Play bass, was it just the fact that there's four strings that's less strings to worry about? or
1: No, yeah. no, well, how will that come about is uh, once Dad had bought the farm at Karoondah, um basically uh, Kevin and myself parted company as far as um, playing music goes. So when I went to Karoondah, um I joined a band called the Dixielanders who used to play the old style dance music as well and they were four brothers. And uh, so they asked me to join. What was I then? Fifteen. So they asked me to join and play bass because the bass player wanted to play the saxophone. Oh, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: I basically taught myself how to play the bass and then joined them. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So really, music's been in your life uh, like longer than your real life, like real job, really, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it,
1: well, yes, it has, but as more of a hobby than than anything. But. Um, uh yeah, it was pretty much, you know, everybody that played music over here sort of played every weekend or whatever, but still worked during the week as such, yeah.
0: And you um, play rhythm as well, so you play rhythm and you play bass and you sing, yeah?
1: I do now. Yes, you yeah. do now. I, I didn't didn't sing up until twenty years ago.
0: Ah, okay. Well, well. Yeah. Before we get into that, we're going to take a short break so that uh, some of our listeners might need to go for a tinkle or whatever. But uh, <laughs> okay. or maybe you do. I don't know. So we'll take a short break and uh, hopefully, Daryl, you'll stick around and we'll have a bit more of a chat um, uh, about your life as it evolved into you singing. Would be okay. That'd be awesome. We, we'll be right that'd back. Be, Thank you. That'd be cool. Thanks. So I'm back with uh, Daryl. I hope you've all got your cup of tea and uh, you're ready to find out a little bit more about this interesting uh, young gentleman all the way from Mannam in South Australia. So we found out that Daryl plays guitar and plays bass and it just started to sing. And he just alluded to the fact that he started to sing around about 20 years ago. Now, I've been singing since I was four and I'm 58, and I can say you've got a really, really nice voice. So um, well, how did you. the singing <laughs> part come around? How did that, how did that happen?
1: Well, once, um, once basically uh, Kevin and I got back together again, uh, we played with a, a guy here from man called Ron Wade, he had a band called The Dakotas and uh, they were looking for a bass player so um, we they got in touch with me and I joined them and then we played with them for about eight years and then um, uh, Kevin left and uh, he wanted to uh, start a band to get his young son Bradley at Bergen uh, going uh, and set up basically and Bradley was playing drums then and uh, so we formed this band and he asked me to join them which I did yeah. and then he... Uh, he also had an old, or uh, well not old, but uh, a, a singer that he played with previously of a bloke named Greg Semler. Uh, he was from the Barossa Valley, and a uh, lovely voice, a uh, lovely gentleman, and uh, it just worked out at the time that he happened to be living here in Manor. So uh, I uh, we started the, uh, formed this band to get Bradley going, and uh, we had to come up with a name. So... We came up with the name of Heartland, and oh. that was uh, roughly 27 years ago. Oh,
0: my gosh, geez.
1: Yeah, so and I hadn't done not a lot of singing at all but to then, pretty much in the bath or the shower or out yeah. of the, the and shed, you know. And uh, uh, and then when uh, Greg left, uh, I actually did, uh, Greg got me started with harmony. He taught yeah. me how, how to harmony, and we experimented yeah. with that, and... Um, seemed to work all right, and then, uh, yeah, I did a, I'd get a song here and there to give him a spell, and yeah. then, um, as it turned out, once Greg left, well, Kevin said, if we want to keep the band going, you're going to have to sing.
0: And when, you, and when they said, oh, you have to sing, like, knowing Kevin, Kevin wasn't a really big singer, was he? He just sort of maybe sung one or something other. And Yeah, uh, no,
1: that's right. Well, he concentrated on his pedal steel. He was a wonderful pedal steel yeah, player and a great yeah. guitarist and he just uh he was good harmony he could sing harmony but as far as being a lead singer uh concentrating on the pedal still wasn't his uh, was more of his forte so yeah Yeah. he'd just sing an odd one every now and again to help out which was good yeah Yeah.
0: and you find when you're the singer sometimes when you're in a band like you you have you have to actually also be like a an MC just to keep it running because you've got to sort of, you know, where you don't want dead air and stuff like that. So you've got to do that bit of talking. Then you go into the singing again. But I'm, I'm amazed. So you've never had a lesson or anything like that for singing or...? No, no, no. So you Not must have a really good ear then, because I mean, it take it, it it's hard work to pick up a harmony line, and then to be confident enough to go and sing like front of house. That that's that's hard work. So you must have a good ear.
1: Well, I don't know about that. Um, I, uh, I, I yeah, well, I listen to a lot of music, obviously, and uh, yeah, I've uh, played with some nice people along the way that sort of helped me out and sort of just maybe give me some suggestions. And I've, by listening to other people, I guess. You can uh, you can learn a lot by listening without playing, yeah. and um, and uh, the the more you listen, the more you and the more you sing is, is better too. Um, I found.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad to got yeah. onto to that because I, I will talk about Heartland a little bit later on. But um, I think since you've retired, you've gone more into a bit of a solo um, bit, getting a bit more solo work over there in uh, South Australia. You have. Something called that you jump on a boat and you go. Oh, uh, that's like not P and O. We're not talking. Are we talking the P and O? Like a big boat, or is it just a? I don't. <laughs> well, it's it's
1: big enough if you have to roll. It, if you had to roll it, I suppose. But anyway, it's um, <laughs> it's a it's a boat over here. I was given the opportunity about five years ago to um, they have entertainment on their Wednesdays and Saturday nights for the people that are are doing a river cruise, oh. and um. I have a barbecue night, so some night when the weather's nice, you can be on the bank and they can have a little bonfire, and uh, uh, so you sing along uh, to them, and uh, yeah, play guitar and sing a few songs and tell a few jokes, and uh, you oh. might have to do a few requests or something, you yeah. know, and uh, things like that. So uh,
0: a nice relaxed just... sort of it's a relaxed sort of situation where you know you don't have to. It's not you're not on a stage or anything like that. Or it's a, it's just a nice relaxed sort of friendly. Friendly sort of gig,
2: yeah,
1: yeah? Yeah, yeah, Oh, you get some grumpy old buggers on there sometimes, but that's all right, you put up with that. And had to you fall into that? Um, the you... boat I play on is called The Proud Mary. The Proud Mary. And Proud Mary, and it does five-day tours and two-day tours, so basically two or seven days a week. And um, it's uh, uh, you holds 36 people uh, with six crew.
0: Ah, cool! And you so go got on 18, it for the whole eighteen
1: cabins with it, and yeah, yeah. Ah,
0: so if you're booked for the whole five days, you actually sleep on the boat as well, and
1: I don't. No, I just do the Wednesday night and the Sunday night, or occasional Saturday night. Yeah. So I actually drive to where the boat parks. Ah, righty, and, right. Yeah, and on a Wednesday night, it, uh, it's a spot about fifty k's up the road called Big Bend. It's got this giant cliff, and uh, on the other side, it pulls up on the other side where I can get to it, and. Uh, at night time, they shine the lights up against the cliff and uh, into oh, the trees and it's uh, beautiful. in the middle of, middle of nowhere and away you go. So it, yeah, It sounds beautiful.
0: Now, do you do any other work other than that uh, in, in a well, solo
1: I, from capacity? The boat, Yeah, from the boat, luckily. Um, I'm very grateful with that. Uh, I've got about five retirement villages that I uh, look after in Adelaide and a couple of RSL clubs. Oh, wow. and uh, and bits and pieces. So it's uh, it's been awesome. Yeah, it really yeah, does. And
0: and then... It's so funny, like, when, when people go, oh, retirement villages, do you mean like nursing homes? And I go, no, no. retirement villages are nothing like they used to be. I mean, no. we do a lot of work at retirement villages over here and we're lucky enough in Melbourne that um, they're quite... Like they're quite, uh, open with their purses. So if you're doing like a big night, they they're not scared to pay, you know, good money. And they that's what they that's how they raise their money to keep going. So if you guys if your retirement villages or anything like ours, they they're for I love working at them. I, I have so much fun doing rock and roll oh, and everything. Yeah, yeah. I've
1: met some, I've met some ripper people and and some of the stories they tell and uh, and if you call them, they get offended over here if you call them retirement villages because yeah. some of them are uh, they're called. Uh, over
0: 55s. Yeah, I think I, I learned yeah. the other day. We yeah. played at some place and were, there was a group from this retirement village there and I go, oh and look over there. With Joe. I said, none of you look old enough to be. They said, we only have to be 45 and over to be in this retirement village. Yeah, so.
1: 55 over here. I think 55 and over and, and I've played at a couple of spots where um, there's actually people that are still working yeah. and sold their property, uh, couldn't have Ooh. children or don't have children yeah. and just live in this spot and uh, yeah. yeah,
0: they Get looked after, and, and yeah. that's it. And I think and they it's just a, a go out and work, or go, they they go and travel. Yeah, uh, and that's it. That's it. A, a lot of the guys over here, they've all got caravans where they park them in their like they've got uh, room for them to park, or they store them wherever. And they said we don't have to exactly, worry about yeah. worried about gardening or being secure because everything's right. taken care of. So yeah, now yeah. so. Uh, at at those sort of gigs, I'm I'm guessing you would play, like, a lot of rock and roll and stuff like that, so... Oh, a
1: bit of, yeah, a bit of all sorts, what they asked for. But, yeah, they they love the old 50s, 60s, 70s rock and roll and because uh, they love to the dance and, um, uh, yeah, a bit of all sorts, really. You know, yeah. um, I guess you've got to be versatile enough if they want to request, well, like, for instance, uh, last night I was on the boat and uh, there was a lady on there that had a very, very high Scottish accent. Oh, uh, she asked me if I knew any
0: Scottish songs. Yeah. <laughs> you go, Donald, and, uh, where's your trousers?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I did Mullican Tyre. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I did uh, I'm Going to Walk 500. No, miles. I knew
0: that one. <laughs> uh, we did that on, we did that on uh, Saturday night at Euston because this Scottish lady was having her 80th birthday and she goes... Can you play that one where those twins with the dark glasses would sing about walking 500 miles and we thought, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, uh,
1: that's in my repertoire. So I had to do that as well. See,
0: and didn't we say, or my parents used to say, you know, you listen to too much radio, that pop stuff's never going to last. And here we are, we get requested for stuff like Buddy Holly and the Beatles and all of that. And we think, well, there you go. That's how we're making our money. So so, um, all of our people that are going to come to our festival our festival has got this beautiful big dance floor and it's just a it's an awesome hall because it's the stage looks straight down the guts of it like there's no corners it's just beautiful and big okay, and yep. um, Beautiful dance floor, and uh, we have when we play there on a, uh, we play there about four times a year. We get around about 140 dancers on the dance floor. They love rock and roll, partner dancing, line dancing, and you get them all doing the one like the, they all dance to the one song. They're just amazing. So I'm um, yeah. I'm guessing you're not going to have any trouble with uh, picking songs because they're going to love anyone that sounds like you and will do that dance music. They're going to think that you're the best thing since Friday.
1: Rise, so well i hope so i'm I'm looking very forward to it the wife and i are looking very forward to coming over and i'm very grateful for the opportunity and uh, uh yeah we're very looking forward to it and uh I'm, I'm gonna be nervous i know but uh we'll have fun once it all gets started i'm sure and i'm gonna do uh especially on the friday if, it, if there's so many dances, i'm gonna do stuff that i do on the boat and uh, they love all that um you know dance stuff and yeah. uh you know, really we used to say you could play smoke on the water as long as you don't blow their heads off so long as they could dance to it they'll be right. So yeah. Well, it's
0: really weird because it's that's why we haven't called it a country festival because we didn't want them, we don't want people to think, oh, it's going to be like, you know, typical country western. We want we want the artists and all the artists we have chosen have, uh, are all so versatile that they do all that sort of stuff. And one of the ladies that goes to the lane, line dancing there, she's um, one that goes to a lot of festivals, she requested that we learn this song by DeLupa and... Um, Alton John called Cold Cold Heart which is a revamped version of his and it's a disco thing and, and I oh, said okay. to her, I don't know whether you mean this one Helen and we played it and it's so totally, it's sort of like Boney M, it's really weird and they got up there and they line danced and they rock and rolled to it so you know, I think yep. Smoke on the Water yep. they're, they're going to, as long as it's got a beat they won't yep. care, they just Well
1: I've seen um, I've seen a wonderful dance as, uh, cruise, I think it's obviously overseas but they did this magnificent dance to the the rivers of Babylon.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and it was amazing. So yeah. I don't know whether they're going to do it over there, but yeah. we, we might have to wait and see.
0: I we suppose. will. Well, I've got one more question to ask and then I'll let you go. Um, of course, I did mention that Daryl will be there in a, in a solo capacity and uh, can't wait to have him and his beautiful wife, Gail, over here in Victoria. but. Daryl is also the guitarist of Heartland who is on the Saturday going to be the backing band plus they will play themselves and they have got a new lineup um, and I'm so happy that they've got a lady in the lineup because Tracy's a beautiful girl and uh, I would just like uh, Daryl if you could just give us a little uh, idea of you know this new lineup um, you're going to be backing and how you feel about doing that sort of stuff.
1: Oh, we've done it. we've done it for a long time and it's been good uh, but um, Kevin left us about 18 months ago and uh, for us to keep going we we needed a uh, basically a fill in and uh, or a replacement not so much a fill in but a replacement and uh, we're lucky enough to know this wonderful uh, gentleman in Adelaide who um, is a full-time musician uh, and has his own recording studio and uh, plays at Tamworth and all over the place and and um,
0: Drop his name. Uh, it's Anthony Stewart. We're everybody in the world should
1: know Anthony. Said no Anthony. <laughs> so we're so grateful to have him, and he's a, not a, not only a brilliant guitarist, but he's a lovely bloke as well. And then uh, when uh, he was approached to join us, he said, "Oh, that, that I'd love to play with you guys," but he said, uh, "Why don't uh, it'd be nice if I could bring my wife Tracy in?" and um, And we said, why not? So I went off of bass and back on guitar and Tracy plays guitar and sings as well and it's just added so much uh, to it. And uh, we uh, we call her now Heartland's Olivia Newton, John.
0: (laughs) And she deserves it because she, uh, I think she's just, she's a beautiful person as well as she knows how to, Play that bass and sing yep. harmonies and it's just really, it's such a joy to be like to play as one of the people that used you guys to back for us and I mean you just make the artist feel so at ease and so comfortable and even if you don't know the song you've all got such great ears that you just... The best thing about you guys is you follow the artist. You don't. Um, you don't yeah, sort of well, go. Well, this is the way at we the play, time, it. isn't it? Really. Yeah, because,
1: and I'm... you know they're, they're on show, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, we're there to help them. And uh, you really the concentration level on a big day can go up because you don't want to make a fool of yourself and make a fool of them as well. And uh, but doing it for so long and having very good musicians to play with makes it very easy and um, we do help one another, we get on so well together and it's fantastic and uh, just one thing with Anthony and Tracy uh, joining the band is um, also we do another section of music called Step and Back which is the old rock and roll and uh, um, back early in the year we had this big caravan convention that we played for in the Riverland, now they've been waiting three years to see us through through COVID and then the flood and, and everything else and then when we finally got up there and did our rock and roll show, they absolutely loved it, and uh, so did Tracy. and uh, yeah, we all dressed up, and put our silver ties on and, and whatever, and uh, yeah, we had a ball, so, and uh, Tracy did make comment when we was at Cobby with you guys that, oh, I'd love to do more of that, the older type rock and roll stuff, yeah. you know, so. And Uh, hopefully hopefully we're going to get stuck into that in the near future.
0: Well, I hope you'll do a bit of that rock and roll over here because they will love that. And uh, we were at the same uh, NACC. We played there on the Wednesday night and spoken to a few people um, after the fact, and they just said that you guys blew them away, which we know every time stepping Back or Heartland, you just... uh, you 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 guys are just absolutely brilliant. Anyone that doesn't know you will just be blown away by the way you stand up there from early in the morning to late at night, and you you always give hundred and ten percent. And I'm just so grateful that you can um, step away from that and be a solo artist for our festival. And anyone that would like to have a yak to you or any of the guys or Tracy in the band, I'm sure you'd be quite open to that. But we just really in the world. Uh, we appreciate the yeah. fact um, that you guys are part of our first uh, Myrtleford uh, Myrtleford Mountain Music Festival, and uh, we hope you travel safely over here. And uh, we can't wait to uh, hear a bit of that Daryl Eckhart stuff.
2: <laughs>
1: well, thank you so much for your kind words, and uh, yeah, not only myself and. Uh, But the rest of the guys in the band, we're looking so forward to coming over there and catching up with everybody and you guys again and catching up with some new people and maybe people that we've seen before and uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun together and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you so much for yeah. the opportunity and your kind words. It's been great. Thank
0: no you. worries. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you for being part Thank of our right. podcast and uh, you can chat with Daryl uh, at the festival. That would be awesome. Or listen to our podcast from the 6th. Uh, it'll be dropped and if you'd like to know anything more about the Moodleford Mountain Music Festival, replay it back and then all the information's there. I know Spot's they're, they've got a limit on how many people they can have there. So spots are getting uh, very tight. So if you'd like to book in, please make sure you do so. But other than that, I hope you all have a fantastic night and you've sit back and listen to some of these beautiful artists that we're going to have uh, at the festival. And once again, thank you, Daryl, for being part of our podcast and having a chat with me today.
1: Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank Look you.